Welcome to the Cognitive Rampage Podcast. Hope you're taking care of you. Hope you are living your Cognitive Rampage. You have to believe in the power of you. Uncomfortable is where the change is. Evening, everybody. Welcome to Cognitive Rampage Podcast. Hope you're taking care of you. Hope you are living your Cognitive Rampage. Man, it's been a minute since I said that. (laughs) It's been quite a minute since I've said that. Hope you are taking care of you, though. Taking care of each other, too. People where you can. You know, um, it has certainly been uh, a crazy year, right? It has been, uh, whew, interesting to say the least of anything. I uh, hope I'm coming in loud and clear for y'all. If you don't mind, I'm gonna check this real quick. It's been a while since I went live like this, so let me double check. Whew, interesting. Yeah, we're sounding good. Sounding good live. It's a Thursday. Just, uh, I wanted to come live for a while. Um, I just hadn't got to it, I guess. You know, I took a break from the podcast. Uh, I haven't done a podcast since December. Uh, of last year and it was a short one uh, and the last episode this post on the cognitive rampage podcast was an interview uh, on uh, another guy's podcast great guy who i talked to by the way uh, it was fun to share that story uh well my life story i guess but re- re- really cool cat man uh, i enjoyed that a lot uh, but i'm chilling chilling at the beach house gracie over on the couch glass of wine in my hand hope you're hanging out kind of the same way maybe not maybe you're not off uh I don't have shit to do tomorrow, so I'm, I'm laying low tomorrow. Got a, a comedy show Saturday. Uh, for those of you that haven't been watching or following, I talked about a, a little bit uh, wrapping up 2020 uh, on the podcast. And those of you that have been listening for a long time, I was started comedy a couple years ago. And uh, yeah, it's been fun. It's been a learning experience. The most difficult thing I've ever tried, I can tell you that. I've tried a lot of shit in my life. Uh, but I tell you what, comedy is a, a no, is another animal. Uh, shout out to all my comic friends out there, all my comedian friends doing their thing on the grind. Uh, it is a a life. Let me tell you, it is, is it a lifestyle if you really grind out to be a comedian. Um, so shout out to all the comedians out there. I know it's been tough for comedians too through COVID, not being able to get out there uh, and do what you love to do, get lost on stage. Um, I've been fortunate enough to be uh, throwing shows out here. My comedy club did close down, unfortunately. Uh, the Metal Monkey in downtown Sanford is no more. Uh, we died. Uh, COVID killed us. COVID killed us. That and some other things. But uh, it was over uh, about when COVID hit. So maybe you bring the comedy club, but uh, comedy club back in like a year or something like that. I don't know, man. I'm giving it some time. Uh, just been kind of practicing comedy myself, uh, and it's always a practice. I don't think you ever perfect it, right? Uh, so I've been lucky enough to to be throwing shows out here at New Smyrna Beach. Shout out to everybody that lives in NSB out here. Uh, they've been really welcoming to the shows out here. And I have a show 
<clears throat> Saturday, this Saturday at Spring Hill Suites Marriott on Flagler Avenue. Comedian A-Train is headlining. Uh, Morgan Gallo, shout out to you, Morgan Gallo. Uh, she's a uh, rising star. Um, the first time she gets to feature will be on this Saturday show. It's well-deserved. She's been working so hard. Uh, my boy Jesse, as well as on the show, did a tour with Jesse um, with my boy Alex Soto. Shout out to you, Alex. Did a like a, a weekend-type deal. I was like four days or something with Jesse and Alex and Marcus Crespo. It was fun. Um, totally bombed on a Saturday night or a Sunday night. <laughs> I did not do very well on a Sunday night, but you need those right to get better, uh, to get better. But, you know, I tell you, I've been, you know, I'm, I'm avoiding the subject here about why I've not been podcasting. Um, you know, I got so down in a rabbit hole of the cognitive rampage. Uh, deep, <laughs> deep, and every rabbit hole you can imagine, you know, uh, talking mental health and, um, I mean, you name it, you pick it, life, life extension, you pick it. I went down so many rabbit holes with so many amazing guests on the show that I swear that after a while, it, it's hard to find meaning in a lot of things, right? Because um, you're questioning so many things and the reality of so many things, the truth of so many things, right? That you you begin to almost lose a purposeful meaning in your own life in a way. Uh, and I sort of had to reset. You know, I've been podcasting for seven years uh, with the Cognitive Rampage. And for all of you that have been listening for so long, uh, thank you. And sorry, I've been absent for a while. I probably lost 100,000 of you on the podcast already. Uh, I haven't checked the numbers or anything in a long time, but um, sorry. Uh, I know that we all have attention attention spans of gnats nowadays, and it's a little bit difficult to stay focused, especially with so much good content out there. And I felt like at the time with COVID coming through, uh, I just felt like it was too much. I think between the election and all the things that were happening, uh, I didn't want to add to the noise. I think there was so much noise going on. doesn't matter sides or whatever. There was just noise, just tons and tons of noise that I, I just didn't want to add to. I didn't want to get lost in, you know, and, and, and if you don't re remember, I, I started this podcast so many years ago, um, you know, w with a mission in mind, you know, talking about mental health, trying to re reveal the issues in addiction treatment, reveal the issues in mental health treatment. And man, uh, it was a hell of a battle. It, it wore on me. I've told, told the story many times. It cost me everything in my life, honestly, uh, to write the book, to continue with the podcast, to keep pushing. Um, I, I mean, it pretty much ended my marriage years and years ago, but uh, I just felt like things needed to be said. And, you know, it was a tough battle. Uh, it really was to keep that going. But, you know, the, the passion for that, to, to tell the real story of mental health. And, you know, there's so much mental health awareness nowadays where I think it's almost too much right? I, I think there's almost too much mental health awareness that so many people are aware of what anxiety is, what depression is, bipolar, right? They hear these things in jest, but don't know full meanings of those. And I think almost too much mental, mental health awareness in a way begins to make people sort of diagnose themselves, right? Maybe possibly manifest diagnosis in themselves. Uh, I can tell you this though, um, since COVID has been happening uh, and a little bit before COVID even, uh, I noticed a huge spike in anxiety, like a, a, a like an ast like it's an astronomical spike, uh, damn near an anxiety epidemic. Um, 
And I would attribute that to more than just the pandemic, more than just COVID or, or those things. I think media, social media, uh, a lot of other things played into that. Perhaps it was already on the cusp uh, of becoming an issue. Um, perhaps maybe too much mental health awareness, right? People start assigning those things to it. And uh, it's been rough. I know it's been rough for a lot of people. A lot of people haven't experienced rough at all. I know the upper echelon of people sort of uh, coasted through this pretty well. Uh, financially speaking anyway. Um, but I know a lot of people didn't. Uh, whether you got COVID or believed in or whatever your stance was on COVID, it still was a major economic impact to many, many people. Uh, and it's been difficult. People lost businesses. I lost my comedy club, right? Uh, people lost businesses. They, they lost their, their livelihood. The quality of life diminished terribly for so many people be that good or bad or indifferent or, or where you believe you know uh, about what this was or who should have handled it or any government conspiracy or whatever you may believe um, just the results of this right the symptoms of this pandemic have been uh, catastrophic for many many people and what to do, right? And, and what to do after this, right? A lot of people became inventive too, became innovative and started businesses. I mean, thousands of businesses popped up, um, you know, at home, right? Trying to find a survival mode, right? Because in that survival mode, I think, uh, is where a human can blossom, right? So, I mean, there's, there's some positive uh, in the pandemic and, I, and, and I'm not discounting, you know, so many people that died. I really don't want to do that, but... It through a stress, through a pressure, through a, through a, a a tightening of life, right? Uh, people become innovative. They become creative. They survive in a method, right? We find ways to survive in this life. Uh, and and for those of you that have found ways to survive despite what has happened, um, kudos to you. I know it's a battle. I know it's a struggle uh, to do that. And that kind of leads me to what I, I sort of wanted to talk about tonight. Were like the core beliefs, right? And if you read my book, The Cognitive Rampage, available on Amazon and Barnes and Noble everywhere, shameless plug. But if you read that book, uh, I, I opened that book, uh, probably chapter two or three or something, talking about core beliefs, right? And core beliefs meaning wh what do you believe about yourself, others, and the world, right? What do you truly believe about those things? And through the book, I walk you through, you know, I, I need the basic sentence of that, right? Not like a, a bullet list of things or a paragraph of things, but like in one simple sentence, what do you believe about yourself, others, and the world? Uh, and, and talking about questioning those beliefs in order to discover rational beliefs, right, to, to things that are holding you back, beliefs that you believe to be true. And that's kind of, that's sort of what I want to talk about um, tonight. It's sort of, I don't really go in with topics to these podcasts. I sort of have, kind of like I do my jokes, really. I have a, a premise, I go on stage, and I beat that premise up to see what I can find. And I, I guess that premise of core beliefs was, you know, Many times, you know, at least through the book, I talked about, you know, questioning your core beliefs when looking for change uh, if your life is in need of change, right? If your life is in need of some change in some place uh, and you're looking for that change, looking for that, uh, that metamorphosis, that, that, that elevation to something different. Um, and th the point still holds true for that same topic, but I also want to talk about uh, the evolutionary part, right, of our lives. Uh, and perhaps you don't think that you're in need of a change, right? Perhaps you're comfortable where you are, right? That you're comfortable in life you've built, right? Or you're comfortable in the beliefs that you have, etc. But 
I want to start with that, right? The comfortability of the things, right? We get comfortable in a life that we're used to, things that make us feel comfortable, things that make us feel good or satisfied, right? I mean, we could play word games here. Uh, I, I, in that interview, uh, I forget the gentleman's name, but in that interview, um, we talked about like a belief in bullshit. Like what's the difference between belief and bullshit, right? Because let's say you have a belief that I, I use Francis Ngannou, the heavyweight uh, champion in uh, UFC, he had a belief while he was digging in salt mines. He has an amazing story. Digging in uh, sand mine or, or in sand mines and just the, the journey this guy went on to get to where he he was. But he he was believed himself to be a fighter or a champion then. And if he would told anybody, what do they tell you? <laughs> That's bullshit, right? It's bullshit. Good luck, right? You're in the Sahara Desert for the twelfth time, right? It becomes bullshit, right? But to that person, it becomes a belief. So in that wordplay games, we could say something is. That's ah, just you're bullshitting yourself until it becomes right. When it becomes something, then it. Well, I had always had a belief, right? I always had a vision that I would be there, and in that vision, that belief, through that believing of the bullshit, right? You pushed yourself to another level. You evolved to something, right? And so if you're in that life, right, that, that comfortable life, you may be okay, right, wherever you're sitting, you may be fine, but could there possibly be another level, right? Could, could you be in a cocoon of comfort so much that maybe that comfort is holding you back from another level? Maybe another level you don't think about having, right? Maybe another level you've never dreamt about being on, right? Um, uh, Maybe it's something that you don't even know, right? Because I think I, I, I think a lot of anxiety or worry gets built up when we start out on an unknown path with an unknown destination, right? And I say that, and I'll use a metaphor, right? If if we plan to lose weight, right? If we plan to lose weight and we and we we or get in better shape, whatever you want to call it. You know what the destination is, right? The destination is if I get there, I'm going to be healthier, right? You know, it may be a long path, it may be a tough path, but you know the destination of that path, right? What is it like when you are willing, right, to question the beliefs that are creating the current life that you have, even if it's comfortable, and I'm not downplaying comfortable either, right? Because you could say comfortable, peaceful, content, right? What's the difference, right, between comfortable and content? Are we searching for peace and contentment anyway, right? Why, why leave the peaceful contentment that we have created, right? Why do that? That's scary, right? But to create that new path um, without knowing what that destination might be amplifies the fear, I think. I think it amplifies the fear and where that heads to, right? But for me, in my, in my own personal idea, that that fear, right, that challenge, that journey of not knowing what the destination will be, even though you may be starting a new path. And to start that new path, it may take crumbling current beliefs, right? Destructing those current beliefs that are holding that peace, right? It seems, I know it seems um, ludicrous, right, to do that. Why, if I'm feeling contentment and peace, would I crumble those beliefs that I have for an unknown destination? Why would I do that? It seems irrational or insane, right? But for me, the, the journey of this life is about that, right? The journey of this life is about that, is about possibly reaching a plateau, a comfortability, right? Um, a status quo, I don't know. But being willing then at that point to question those beliefs that possibly have served you well in order to evolve into another level, right? An unknown level, right? And, and that may cost you your present peace. 
That may cost you your present peace. It may cost you your present contentment, right? Why would we risk the house, right? On a hundred to one bet, right? Why would you do that? Because you don't know the destination, right? But that unknown for me, for me, that unknown is, is the motivation, right? It is the reason to do that, right? To blow up your entire life, right? And, and this doesn't mean that your present life that you may be considering blowing up is all that bad, right? That's the correlation that I was making in the beginning of this when I was talking, when I wrote that book, right? That, that book is written for those uh, on, on the on the surface was written for those that may be sitting in some sort of dungeon-esque life, right? Or needing change, right? A, a recognizable change is needed, right? To what you're going through. And then you question certain beliefs, right? That you find to be irrational and you begin to develop your life. I'm not going to the whole book, right? But that idea. But I wanted to talk about that tonight is, is circling back to that is, is possibly questioning the core beliefs that have served you well that have created your life of contentment in order to move to another level unbeknownst to you. Scary as shit, right? It's a thought, right? Because if you are there, if you are in that level of contentment, that level of peace, that level of, I'm okay, right? If you're okay, or maybe you're great, right? Maybe maybe your life is great. Maybe you love it where it's at, right? That's that level of comfortability, right? The accepted comfortability, right? The peaceful comfortability. Maybe you've accepted that and maybe that's what you've been trying to reach your whole life, right? Maybe you spent most of your life uh, in, in some sort of chaos and have then reached this level of comfortability, this, this plateau of I'm okay. Why would one want to crumble that, right? It seems insane, right? It seems nuts. But that's what I'm talking about tonight is... Are you willing to question the beliefs that have served you well up until now to creating the stability of your life, right? right? To be unstable for some is, is a terrible idea, right? But what, what, what blossoming lies on the other side of questioning what we know? Right of questioning the beliefs of what we know to be true. This has served us well. Look at the life I have created, right? We may say to ourselves, the contentment that I have inside. First, I would also, with an asterisk here, ask you to say, are you really happy, right? Are you really content with the life you are or have you sold yourself on the life that you have and are you settling, right? Contentment, settling, uh, peace, right? We, we can find the tyranny of words, a great book, by the way, but don't get too deep in it. The tyranny of words um, that we could go down, right? The words that we choose. And that's a powerful thing too. I mentioned that in my book, right? The power of the words that we choose to use to shape how we think and what we think to define our feelings that predict our behavior, right? That shapes these things. We can do this, right? But how dare we question the core beliefs that have served us well, right? Why would you do that? I've done that recently. I've done that recent, recently in my life to where I've had to um, dig down. A, a lot of changes have happened in my life, some unexpected changes, some not, ne not necessarily wanted changes, right? But those things have occurred, uh, and I was having trouble fitting the square into the square, right? And so I had, to, I had to reflect and go deep in myself and ask myself, well, what beliefs am I holding on to? Am I holding on to so hard? Because these beliefs may have served me well, or perhaps they served your narrative well, right? They served your narrative well, the narrative we tell ourselves about where our life is or where we came from. So maybe the belief that I'm, I'm, I'm not, I guess I'm asking you to question them, I don't know. It's a thought experiment, a life experiment, right? Is to look at the beliefs that you believe are serving you well, 
right? And when I talk about beliefs, man, I, I know a lot of people just kind of skim over that. If, you, if you've not listened to The Cognitive Rampage or read my book, The Cognitive Rampage, when I talk about the beliefs, a brief overview, right, is that we just don't have feelings, that every feeling comes from a thought. Thoughts create our feelings. How and what we think um, come from what we believe, right? Our beliefs are shaped by what we've experienced, right? So you have experiences that shapes your beliefs. You have these core beliefs about everything, right, uh, or most things. Those beliefs about those things then shape how and what we think about ourselves, others, the world, whatever. It doesn't matter, right? So this is the, the importance of the belief itself. So when I talk about beliefs, I'm not talking about what you think, right? I, I'm talking about a belief, right? In this, in this world that we live in, right, we've had to learn to think, move, uh, adapt, respond quickly, that many of us have to compartmentalize beliefs that we have, put those in boxes to then shape how we think. Are we an optimist? Are we a pessimist, right? And given the topic, that may change. I don't think we're, we're, we're pigeonholed into being one or two of those things, right? But this is the importance of the belief that I talk about, right? It's digging into the beliefs that we have about our lives, right? About our future, our past, our present that shape the narrative, right? And so, I'm back to circle back, right? Uh, I, I, I digress, right? I digress to go back to, you know, is your life good, right? Maybe it's good. Maybe you're peaceful. Maybe you've reached a level of contentment or a plateau, right? Depending on the word we choose to use, would shape a need, uh, would shape a, a possible need for change or evolution, right? Or a blossoming, right? In our lives, right? So if we are there, it's human nature not to question the things that have served us, right? If, if we have certain beliefs or, or mind frames that have served us, why would we question those, right? For me, it's fun, <laughs> right? No, to question those because what is to come beyond that? What is the unknown, right? If this is the comfortable part of my life, if, if the beliefs that have served me up to here, God knows I'm not questioning those, right? They've worked for me at the worst of my times in life, so I will continue to apply those beliefs constantly throughout my life to maintain this position, right? But if we know that life is about change, right? If, if we know that we are not constant, right? If, if we are not who we are in a, a constant state, right? I mean, at least if you're evolving, you're not who you are, right? Why not, right? What might you become or what might the life be if we question those beliefs that have served us? Because perhaps they served you years ago through a bad relationship. Those beliefs served you to get out, right? And they've, they've allowed you to survive right after that. Perhaps your life had some other change, right? Uh, where you created some beliefs to survive those things, to create the life that you have, a great life based on where you came from, right? And we hold on to those tools, right? Because what we believe become tools that we put in, in, in into operation and we, we put into play into our lives, right? They are tools, right? So why would we question tools that have worked for us, right? And again, remember, I'm talking to those that are sitting in that contentment, right? Sitting in that, that maybe peaceful life, I don't know, that are sitting in this contentment. Uh, choose the word, not so much... Uh, those because I've done 300 podcasts uh, about those that are in need of change for life because the, the, to me the, the, the same applications apply right questioning the beliefs in, in order to discover those rational beliefs and make changes right along the way but I'm talking to those uh, that may have found that 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 level right this this resting place if you will this place of oh 
I've made it, okay? And from here, thank God my life is way better than what it used to be. And so I'm going to hold on to those beliefs, thoughts, uh, mind frames, actions, feelings, right? Processes, right? Behaviors. I'm going to hold on to those because they have kept me at this level, right? Uh, at this little bit upper level from where I came from. But don't we become stagnant? See, that's another word I want to throw in there, stagnation, right? Is contentment stagnation, right? We could we could argue semantics all day, right? But this is where I like to play is in the semantics of the words that we apply to our lives, right? So is it stagnation? Are we evolving? Are we growing, right? Are we moving beyond this, right? But sometimes we feel so safe in where we have come to versus where we were that thank God we're at least here, right? Thank God we're not dead anymore, right? Thank God we're not in that, that crazy abusive relationship anymore, right? Thank God uh, that I'm not an, an, an addict anymore. I hate that word, but thank God, right? Um, thank God I've, I've transitioned. I've started my own business, or I left my nine to five, or I got a nine to five, right? Uh, or I started working, right? Uh, or I've reached this relationship, right? It could be the opposite, right? you know, but at least we're not down here, right? We're up here now, and we're, we're, we're so adamant, to hold on to here, that beyond there is not even an idea. We can't because I'm safe here. I'm safe here. I'm safe here. It's way better than I was, and I'm proud of myself for reaching this place to where, where I am now. Thank God I'm not here. But could this be a stagnation? Could this be where we have become stagnant in our lives? And maybe you do things. Maybe you're not, right? Maybe you add to it a little bit, little bit by little bit. But for that that crazy initial change, right? I mean, sure, we can grow, evolve, add, you know, growth, right? If we're adding to our lives in, in various ways, reading, working out, you pick it, whatever. But what is beyond that? What is beyond the safe level, right? And if many times, like I said before, if we don't have a destination that we're heading to, then why change, right? Give me that goal. I've done a few videos and podcasts where I'm not a fan of goals, right? That I think goals are good to set a direction or a course, right? But if we're so focused on this goal, we may reach that goal and then we reach stagnation. We don't grow anymore, right? Uh, or, or we may miss opportunities, right? Along the way, we may miss opportunities being so focused on goal C that we don't, we, we miss opportunity B, right? Which is why I say goals are great to set a destination, but be open to change along the way of that course, right? Be open to that. So the fear of letting go, the safety that which we have reached because it's so far better than where we were is a no-no. We can't do that. The cognitive dissonance becomes so strong, right? But what if you do? What if you question that safety zone that you're in your whole life, right? If you question that and you're able to go, what core belief do I have about myself, others, the world, or what other belief have I added on top of those core beliefs to keep me in this place of stagnation? Peace, right? Pick it, peace, stagnation, right? God forbid. Why would I want to change the peace that I have served? I have created this peace. Why would I want to do that? Right? Why? Because for me, that's about the life experience, right? What is the next level beyond that? Right? Life is short enough, right? Life is short enough. So the fact, I don't think my goal here is to find some level of stagnation eh, slash peace slash contentment, right? I mean, a, a human spirit to be content within itself in that moment perhaps may, as, may have already died, right? Maybe, right? I'm going to have to sip wine to that shit. Well, that's scary to some, right? It's too much. I'm not going to do that. 
But I urge people to do that. I urge you to shake up your own fucking life, right? Not just to fix your life, right? Or, or, or come from some other place or pull yourself out of the gutter. We're assuming you did that already in this podcast. We're assuming you did that already, right? To pull yourself to another level of saying, hey, what is the evolution of Adam, right? What is the evolution of substitute your name? What is that next level? We don't know what that destination may be. It's fucking terrifying. No, I can't. I can't let go of those beliefs, right? But you may find a belief along the way when you're willing to question those beliefs that literally have brought you up, right? And these beliefs that have brought you to this level out of the, the gutter of the dungeon or and maybe you're not even that far down. Maybe it just wasn't that good. It may be beliefs you developed have brought you here. But those beliefs also may be keeping you here, right? What it's like then to question those beliefs that brought you here. What is the next level? Now, you may have to be willing to endure some chaos, right? You may have to be willing to endure some chaos and that change. Because let's face it, when you were down here and you questioned those beliefs to get you here, that, that, that space between here and here, this was a lot of chaos, right? This was, oh my God, right? Maybe anxiety built up, right? That's a lot of chaos between here. And when you leave that anxiety and chaos behind, it's terrifying. And so when you lose it and you leave it, you're like, oh my God, whew. Oh, God, I've made it. I've made it here. Why would I go back, right? Why would I invite chaos into my life, right? But if you're so stable, right, if you're so peaceful, why not shake that up a little bit and see where that growth goes from there? Maybe there's another level to you, right? Maybe there's a, another evolutionary level to you that you don't know or you're afraid of or maybe thought, that's too much. I don't need all that, right? Because we can sell ourselves. I know my mom always tells me I can sell myself on anything, right? Um, that's Tombstone, one of the best movies, one-liners to pull out of, right? Uh, Wyatt <laughs> or Doc, you can talk yourself into anything. Yes, I can. I can talk myself into anything. Perhaps we've talked ourselves into anything to where we, we have talked ourselves into no way. This belief has served me well. How dare you, Adam, ask me to question this belief? It has served me at the worst of times. And because this belief has served me at the worst of times, it's got to stay working. I have to keep it. Because without it, I'm going to go back down. But why without it if you could evolve it, right? You could Rubik's Cube it, right? Could that belief changed, manifested, moved, morphed, could it then move you to a different level, an unknown level, a level maybe you thought you'd never be or, or a level you thought you'd never reach, right? Because let's be honest, ask yourself 10 years ago, are you currently where you thought you would be 10 years ago? Are you better? Are you worse, right? What beliefs got you there? But sometimes when the beliefs we have get us to a point that we have longed for for most of our lives, we will never question those. And I think that's where human beings begin to stagnate. And so I guess I'm urging on this podcast is start with those beliefs that you believe so wholeheartedly that have served you well and question those beliefs for a possible evolution to another level, right? If you, if you changed a belief at one point and it brought you to this level, if we then evolve that belief what other level may be next right and it may be chaos you may have to accept loneliness right you may have to accept some things that you were terrified of unrest unknowing unsure i don't know where it's coming from right i don't know what's next but like i've always said for seven years on this podcast 
uncomfortable is where the change is. And you don't typically always need to change just because your life is shit. Your life may be good, but it may be, uh, it may be blah, right? And then level up, right? Level up. <laughs> to level up, we continue to question those beliefs. And I, I guess the point of this could have been summed up as question the beliefs currently that you believe have served you well. Because those beliefs that have served you well have brought you to this precipice. They've brought you to this point. You know you're more than that. You may not want to believe that. And more than that doesn't mean that where you are has no meaning. Or it's not, quotes, good enough. Maybe it's a lateral move, right? Maybe it's just different or something uh, exciting. right? Maybe it's a change on this end. But be willing to question those beliefs throughout your entire life, even the ones that serve you well. To keep climbing up that ladder of evolutionary change, right? Of personal change, of, of evolving, right? Be willing to do that to keep moving forward. Because we just don't want to climb up out of the cellar and go, whew, thank God, I'm here. This is good. I like where I'm at. I like where I'm at. Don't fuck with me. Don't touch it. Don't touch it. Don't even look at it, right? <laughs> thank God. You, you, if you'd have known me five years ago, right? Man, where I'm at now from where I was, how long do you rest on those laurels? How long do you rest on the laurels of, thank God I'm not that, at least I'm this, and I'm just going to be okay in my life being this? And maybe there's more to it. And I know that's scary. I know it's a challenge. So I guess I, I challenge you to question the beliefs that have served you. Just to see what lies on the other side. Just to see what may be or what may come. And a lot of those beliefs, they hide so well right in, right in us. They hide so well because we have built narratives of our lives around these beliefs. Right? We have built our narrative around these beliefs. We truly have. And then to really have some self-awareness to dig in, to say, hey, these beliefs have served me up to this point. Is there, a, is there another level? Can I question these present beliefs and see where it takes you? I think that might be it for tonight, y'all. Oh. Oh, some people checking in here. Oh, my boy Don Chaffin's checking in. Mental health awareness is not the issue in my book. It is emotional fragility. Ooh. And the dopamine hit people get from being addicted to being upset. That's a great point, Don. Don, that's a great point. A dopamine hit people from get from being upset. I've, I've talked about that before on my podcast, right? Um, that um, it, it serves us, right? That the drama can serve us. Uh, it, it serves us in a way to where it, it may be, quotes, negative from, from somewhere else, right? Or from somebody else. Uh, but I am upset about this, right? Um, we do get dopamine hits for, for fighting against that, right? For speaking out against that. And I think you're right. People have become addicted to being offended in a way, right? So I'm offended so we can speak out against this and uh, move, move toward that, right? I think you're right. I, I, when we say people, you know, I don't want drama in my life. People are addicted to drama. Well, sometimes that's all they have, right? All they have, right, Don, is that drama, right? Or that thing to be upset about, right? That's all they have. And if you take that away from them, they, 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 don't, they don't know how to define themselves, right? And that's a great point, Don, man. Always deep, man, when you're commenting on things, man. I always appreciate it. Um, addicted to being upset about anything. I would agree. 
I would agree. Caroline checking in. Caroline um, checking in. Love this. Thank you very much. Jimmy Moist checking in. Bless up. Any other books in the works? Well, I've been working on Athletes Depression um, <laughs> for way too long. Um, my conundrum with writing that book is uh, I, I currently believe there's too many mental health diagnoses. Um, and, and again, uh, mental health diagnoses are theoretical. Every one of them are theoretical. I can't give you an x-ray. I can't give you a brain scan. can't give you a blood test. There's nothing out there that's going to tell you, yes, you have this mental health diagnosis. They think they're close with ADHD and brain scans, but uh, that's about it. Uh, other than that, um, it's guessing. It's theoretical, right? And so my issue was me writing a book about a thing called athlete's depression, which I'd like to believe is a, a diagnosis that's missing. I believe athletes' depression is a diagnosis that's missing. Um, and instead, athletes get cornered into your basic uh, depression disorder or major depressive disorder or, unfortunately, bipolar. Uh, and the treatment for those uh, does not, it, it's not good. It doesn't correlate well to dealing with athletes' depression. The etiology, in my opinion, of athletes' depression is separate from, say, major depressive disorder or something like that, right? So my, my conundrum is having an issue with so many diagnoses, but yet I'm going to put out a book that then says, hey, but let's add another diagnosis to the DSM, right? Let, let's add a diagnosis to that. And so, uh, you know, athletes' depression has kind of been on hold for a while. It's a difficult book to write too, right? Because so many people are pro sports and I don't want to come out as anti-sport. I certainly don't want to do that. Sport provides so many things, right? But, uh, but the treatment of athletes, as we're learning more and more and more, is difficult, right? Athletes don't ask for help. They're not reaching out. Uh, the way depression develops in those athletes, it manifests in different ways, uh, it comes out in different ways uh, and unfortunately has some really tragic endings. You know, Junior Seau comes to mind right off the bat, right? And we can talk about CTE too. And that's my issue too is the play of CTE into athletes' depression. But there are many, many athletes that uh, have played sports that, that don't experience CTE and still go through these same issues, right? So athletes' depression uh, has been something um, I've written uh, and been writing on, but I haven't written on in a while um, I'm thinking about adding a volume three, uh, to the cognitive rampage. Um, uh, a lot of this I'm talking about tonight, sort of a, a cusp of it. I wrote volume one of cognitive rampage and then went back and questioned my own beliefs and tried to, tried my best to recognize some personal bias that I put in with the original cognitive rampage, uh, a dose of authentic revelation. That was the first, uh, uh volume one of Cognitive Rampage Volume 2, A Scientific Approach to Self-Discovery Change and Life Optimization, uh, is after I kind of questioned my own beliefs and, and what personal bias I was putting in there, added a chapter or two, removed some things. <clears throat> so possibly a Volume 3 of Cognitive Rampage I may be writing uh, along the way with some um, changes, right? Some questioning of, of those beliefs, man. So that, that may be on the way. Uh, oh, my boy Hector checking in, man. I love you too, brother. Uh, always do, man. Um, but yeah, it, it's been a while uh, since I, I came live and, and did this podcast. My life has changed um, significantly from the last time I did a podcast. Um, you know, things those things I'll keep I'll keep private to myself. Uh, but a lot, a lot has changed, and I found comedy, y'all. I found comedy, uh, and comedy has been a great relief in my life. Uh, and I needed a break uh, from all the rabbit holes I, I had dove down. Uh, and there's too much. I think 
Now, I do think, which here we go, opposite of the entire podcast, right? I do think there's too much. Um, there can be too much. I, I've often I pondered this, right? I pondered if we're in this constant change of life development, right? If we're living a life of life development, right? Where does the life development and a point of diminished return touch each other, right? Right, because we know cortisol is an issue, right? When we're so focused on doing things or so stressed about things, our cortisol levels raise up, right? Those cortisol levels have a negative effect on our lives, right? So when you're so focused on biohacking, right? So focused, I don't care if it's biomechanics, biohacking, nutrition, supplementation, meditation, pick it. When you go so far, down the rabbit hole that each day you have this regimen that you have to stick with and don't get me wrong some of these regimens keep people sane right there's a lot of positivity to it right but you know what's that point of diminished return where um the stress levels of making sure you're living this life constantly you know checking off box one box two box three box four all right i've done this today i got my workout in i got my whatever in i got my meeting in i got my shit in. right when all of this becomes so so regimented that you're reaching cortisol levels of stress when you don't reach those or without that routine right if i remove that routine from you how chaotic does your life become right that we are so hell-bent on holding on to this life development lifestyle that the point of diminished return is is, is null and void or or, or or it hits you in a negative way, right? I know Dr. Rhonda Patrick has done a lot of research on this idea about eating healthy and working out, adding roughly 3% to your life extension anyways, right? So why would you live in the fucking gym, right? Why would you do this? Right? You can go deep down her work, man. But um, yeah, I've often pondered that idea. And comedy has really helped me let go of some of that uh, and step back for a minute, right? Not take my life so serious, right? Not take every step so serious about and what I'm doing, what I'm choosing to do. Um, and, and I mean, I hate to say trying to find a balance because balance is subjective anyway, right? It always sounds good. I love that line. Like, oh, it sounds good. Just, you just need a balance, right? You need a balance of things, but balance is subjective to the person that's experiencing those things that one wishes to balance, right? And then are we stressing so hard to make sure that we have a balance that we're now Im unbalanced, right? That there's an imbalance in ourselves, right? So, I mean, there's so many things that sound good when we say them, like finding a balance between whatever, uh, and our lives that it's so it's so subjective right to the person anyway man but uh, I I have been transparent on this podcast for nearly seven years on this podcast um, we're well over 300 and plus episodes uh, I know this is 296 but there's episodes that uh, didn't get published uh, other types of episodes that we did uh, check out the cognitive rampage on YouTube you can find all those there man it'd be cool if you subscribe there uh, but I got like Adam on NASCAR I've done interviews for NASCAR there uh, all whole bunch of episodes uh, some of my favorite podcasts to do uh, are the rambling rampages where I have some of my closest friends over we drink too fucking much and we talk a lot of shit right those are some of the the, the most fun podcasts I've had so I mean well over 300 plus episodes uh, in, in the years that I've been doing this um, so that, that that's it's just been fun uh, so it's it feels good to be back honestly um, a lot of times uh, it takes loss in our life right uh, through destruction also breeds creation I use that line in my book uh, I stole that from Anthony Kiedis uh, by the way <laughs> the red hot chili peppers right that uh, I, I won't remember it verbatim right but um, through destruction also breeds creation right and through the things that we go through in our lives 
sometimes um, in that dark place that we travel through, uh, there's a blossoming on the other side. Because I will tell you, I'll tell you all, uh, uh, in the transparency of it, three months ago, is it three months ago? What month is it? It's April now? Four months, five, so five months ago. Uh, five months ago, y'all, I was in a dark place. Five months ago, I was in a dark place. Um, I, I had lost things in my life. I lost my comedy club. Uh, I lost other things in my life. My health uh, went to shit. I tore my my labrum uh, in my shoulder. I couldn't do anything for four months. Uh, I caught COVID, right? And COVID hit me decently shitty. Uh, but I had some lasting effects for like five weeks after that. So it was tough. So my health was gone. Uh, I lost some friends. Uh, I lost some close friends. Uh, I, I, I lost a lot, man. Uh, and through those dark months, I can tell you the, the life that I have now, as opposed to five months ago, um, wow, I, I, I don't want to say blessed, but I'll call it blessed. I'm lucky, worked hard too to get to that spot. Um, you know, so it feels good to come back to the podcast, be transparent, talk to you all about that. Because if you're in that transition point of your life, right, maybe you lost some things over, uh, this pandemic, right? Um, maybe you, 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 maybe you lost a, a, some relationships, some friends, uh, jobs, right? Maybe some things changed in your life a lot. Uh, I, w- I would urge you that the, the, the human spirit itself is adaptable and it will adapt no matter where you're fucking at, man. I promise you, man, wherever the fuck you are at, no matter how fucking dark and I emphasize fucking dark because when I was there, it was dark. And I know when you were there in your life, it was dark. Uh, I promise you. I promise you, I promise you, I promise you, the human spirit, the human, uh, the, the human itself is adaptable and it, it will adapt. You will find the light again. You will find that change. Things will come back. And generally, when your life is in more shit, the blossoming of that other side is so much brighter. Uh, I can promise you that, man. Uh, you know, think about the worst shit you ever went through in your life, right? Ever in your fucking life, the worst shit you ever went through. And you've survived that, right? You've survived that up until now so wherever you're at presently uh you know you can get this shit right uh you know you can man lisa diamond commenting uh good to see you back uh good to connect with you too uh jimmy jumping back in um you're right about athletes depression being a rife throughout society it's a huge uh, it's huge here in australia because so many of us play sports when we were younger um uh, bro you can speak your thoughts uh, on functional patterns and nowdy uh Oh man, you, you you guys seemed uh, like a perfect team. Are you still into biomechanics shit? Uh, I'm gonna leave that out, man. Um, that's a whole nother thing I've left behind a long time ago. Um, there's aspects to that science that are so respectable and amazing, uh, and I'll I'll leave it at that. Uh, there there are aspects that guy really works his craft, um, um, really works his science. So I, I'm gonna leave it at that, man. I've I've, I've moved way beyond that in my life, brother. Um, but yeah, the athlete's depression thing. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know if I want to climb back and back in that hole again, to be honest, right? And find my way out of that again. Because uh, writing a book, um, oh, fuck, man. Let me tell you, um, it, it's, it's, a, it's torturous. So for like anybody out there thinking like, I want to write a book, I'm going to get into that. Um, I, I don't know. It, it's... It's a fucking lobotomy on your brain. You better be fucking prepared. If you want to write a book, you better be prepared. Uh, at least if you want to write something that has some meaning to you uh, and be prepared. Um, you know, 
you're diving into yourself into your own thoughts right uh you may disappear it's it's not the easiest for some people they can write books every other week and it doesn't matter right and there are special people but um but if you want to write one please do please dive into it man i'll give you the same tip that i give everybody else that wants to write a book uh if you want to write a book sit down whether you i mean i hope you type i mean if you want to handwrite that shit <laughs> good luck but let's just say just sit down night after night you know designate you a day or i mean when i was writing i wrote every single night at the same time when it came time for me to write uh it was 10 o'clock at night i would start i would sit in the podcast studio the cognitive cognitive cave that i called it i would sit in that from like 10 o'clock at night to like six seven eight in the morning just writing straight through and i did that every day um you know, but I tell people the tip I give you, if you want to write a book, sit down and, and, and pick a day, pick two days. I don't know what kind of time you have, whatever. Just sit down and just dump, dump on the page, right? Verbally diarrhea, right? On your page and type until it's empty. Type until it's all empty. Just, just let it all out. You'll find yourself repeating yourself a couple of times, but just dump it all out. Then you'll know somewhere between all of that shit that you wrote down between A and Z is your book right? You know, somewhere between that is your book. And then you're going to spend time cutting shit out, moving pieces around, right? Developing a table of contents to shape an outline, right? And you'll, you'll spend the time moving it around doing that. But if you want to write a book, just that's my best tip for, I mean, you'll find another way that if you want to write, right? But just get it all out there. Get it all out there. Don't worry about the order. Don't worry about anything. Just dump it all out there. Then you'll know between that shit, somewhere is your gold, right? And you'll find it, man. But uh, I appreciate you all tuning in, man. Uh, this has been fun for me again. It feels great. The Cognitive Rampage is back, baby. Uh, possibly. I don't know. I'm not promising shit. But I enjoyed this. Uh, I enjoyed to sit down and podcast again. It's been a long time. Uh, probably too long, y'all. Uh, if you don't mind, too, I'm going to throw it out there. Uh, go to Comedian Adam Lowry on Instagram and follow that. If you don't mind, I just started that page a couple months ago. Just committed to being a comedian, even though I've been doing it for like three years plus. Um, I actually, I had my first uh, headlining gig, uh, like, uh, or my first headlining spot, I should say, I won't call it a gig, um, like a couple weeks ago, like two weeks ago, uh, I, I headlined, and fuck, what an experience, dude. I did like an hour and 10 minutes uh, as a headliner. That felt so good. It was fun. I think I did good. Who fucking knows, man? I probably did shit for some people. Uh, but fuck, what an art form. What a tough thing. Uh, I'm honestly hoping to shoot uh, a special uh, in October. I'm aiming to shoot my special in October. Um, uh, I got a lot of work to do on a lot of jokes and, and tighten some stuff up and do a lot of shit. Uh, I mean, I was writing for two years before I ever even grabbed a mic. I didn't know I was going to do comedy. I wanted to do it. It was on my bucket list, right? So I was like writing for two years before I actually started anyway. Um, but... I don't know. I hope to shoot my special in October. Got a lot of things I'm in the works doing. Shout out, shout out to my boy Alex U. Shout out to my boy Matt Perez. Uh, my, my my two comedy brothers that have stuck with me through a lot of shit uh, and do a lot of things. And, and Alex for teaching me a lot of shit too. Uh, shout out to you guys, man. Uh, so I'm I'm hoping to do that. Uh, so yeah, maybe I'll I'll have a special that I release sometime in October. Then we got to produce it, so it'll probably be 2022 for that shit even comes out. But. Mm. You got to keep following up, but please go to the Instagram comedian, Adam Lowry, follow that. So I don't look like such a fucking loser with like uh, four followers or some shit. Uh, I, I appreciate that a lot. You guys uh, and girls, both of it. 
Both of it? All right, that's the wine talking. That means it's time to go, y'all. Uh, I hope uh, hope you've had a great night and a great week. Uh, I hope 2021 is shaping out to be good for you. I really do. Uh, and again, to recap briefly, uh, if you're looking for some sort of evolution of yourself, despite the life you may be in and comfortable in, and despite the life that you came from, try it. Question the beliefs that have served you well. Question the beliefs that brought you out of that gutter to that place of contentment that you're at. And question those to see maybe they possibly might be holding you back because we all know truth is relative, right? You ride the roller coaster, you tell me it's not scary. I ride it and say it's scary who's telling the truth, right? Our perceptions uh, of those experiences determine our truth and our beliefs, right? So if you know they're open to anything, then you're open to anything and change if you can believe that, right? That can be scary to people, but uh, I hope you're taking care of you. Uh, I hope you're enjoying, enjoying your life, what you've built. Uh, gratefulness is a tool that goes a long ways. Use that. I think many times we take for granted the things that we have. You may be sitting in some shit right now. Uh, you may be experiencing depression uh, and, and people don't understand, right? Um, you may be in depression and, and people, and people try to talk to you and help you. Right. And you're going, Hey, you just don't understand. I love how blurry it got there for a minute. Oh, maybe it fixes. Maybe it doesn't. Right. And, and people aren't hearing you. Right. Uh, and don't understand, but start with gratefulness. There we go. There we go. Uh, start with gratefulness in your life because there's things like walking, seeing, hearing, breathing, these are basics, right? I know they seem like givens, but some people in this world don't have those things. They don't have those things, right? So if you're experiencing what you may call a dark place, please don't call it, I'm at that place again or these dark places again because then it becomes a thing and then it, re- and it, and it shows itself again, right? Uh, but start with gratefulness in your life. Use the gratefulness of what you do have, sight, hearing, Walking, tasting, smelling shit after having COVID. I've sorely underestimated smelling and tasting shit, right? Um, Find your way beyond that. Um, And use that gratefulness to find what you really love and care about in your life. Um, And on a funny note, I'm going to end it with this. Hey, ladies, um, chill out with the eyebrow thing. I don't know what the fuck is happening with your eyebrows nowadays, but it's fucking ridiculous. I don't know what you're doing, like drawing these thick old things on uh, and these massive giant eyebrows of of what you're doing, uh, but stop it. Stop it. (laughs) Stop it, okay? Stop it. No. No. If I had a piece of paper, I'd roll it up and hit you with it, but then then I would get Twitter canceled or something. Just stop with the eyebrow thing. It's fucked up. Stop fucking with them. It's, It's fucking weird, all right? You're not 22, okay? And it's the other thing that's bothering me. I love, like, it's been spring break out here, so all these stupid kids are running around out here. Uh, no offense, because uh, you're, you're going to be offended. Um, what is up with the Macho Man Randy Savage glasses? Like, that's a thing now? It is hilarious. They're all like, I, I see them walking the beach or, like, driving their dad's truck or Escalade around, right? And they're wearing Macho Man Randy Savage glasses, and it's, like, supposed to be the cool thing, and it is fucking hilarious to me. It is fucking hilarious to me. All you're missing is, like, the mullet and saying, like, oh yeah. Uh, but it's the cool thing to do now. It's hilarious. And I love that they think it's all original. It's amazing, man. It's original. Mm. All right, I hope I made you laugh tonight, too.
next time you see those kids, you'll see them. They're wearing Macho Man Randy Savage glasses, or like the Ho- they're wearing like Jose Canseco glasses, like steroid uh, Oakland A's Jose Canseco glasses, the Mark McGuire on the Cardinals uh, glasses. That's what they're wearing. It's fucking hilarious. Between that and the eyebrows, I don't know what's happening. It's a fucking rap for all of us, to be honest, man. Mm. All right, now I'm on stage. Uh, I will be this Saturday. I'll be at uh, Spring Hill Suites Marriott here in New Smyrna Beach. You can go to Madcast Comedy to buy tickets to that one. If you've listened to this podcast and you are listening to it now and you want to come to that show, uh, type in promo code NSBVOICE uh, and you will get 50% off those tickets. Comedian A-Train is down from Atlanta. Uh, cool guy. Uh, Morgan Gallo is on that show featuring for her first time. She's a fucking killer. She's amazing. And my boy Jesse, I can't pronounce your last name, dude. Jesse Chidesi or some shit, but he's fucking hilarious. He murdered. I had to follow you, Jesse, that Sunday night at Neon, and it was terrible. That little tour thing we were on. Jesse gets up and murders for like 15, 20 minutes, just crushes. And I had to follow this dude crushing. Uh, and I didn't crush. It was, <laughs> whoo, didn't know my crowd. I screwed that shit up, man. Um, but yeah, man, thank you all for checking in uh, and listening to the podcast. Uh, this will post tomorrow uh, on YouTube. If you haven't, please subscribe on YouTube, Cognitive Rampage. Uh, we're on Spotify, iTunes. Subscribe there. Go back, listen to all the shows. There's 300 plus episodes to listen to uh, to catch up. Uh, hopefully, I'll be a little bit more regular here. Uh, and, and doing some more podcasts here live from the beach house out here. It's fun. Uh, Jody Matthews, my boy, checking in. I'd love to have you actually on the podcast, Jody, to talk about what you're doing in your life, uh, some of the things that you're doing, Jody. So look for Jody to be on the podcast. I'd love to have you out there. Shout out to my boy, Hector, uh, and all of you that have tuned in tonight. Uh, it's been a while since I did a podcast, so it's fun to put this back on. Uh, but uh, like I always do, I hope you're taking care of you. I hope you're living your cognitive rampage. Love you.